Generals, welcome to the One Graham Army Podcast. I am Graham. Joining me, you already know the deal. One, Mr. Flebo Jackson, the third, S. Preston, Esquire. How you guess doing, General? Bizak, guess who's Bazak? Bazak again. It's the F L E A B O V. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a hell of a. It's a hell of a, your own intro music there. Yeah, yeah, and I fuck Jay Z. It's all about it's all about 2018. I'm getting tattoos on my face, and I'm about to start doing Instagram videos. You got to the tattoos on the face, man. It's I'm really. You know, these young kids had a vision into the future. If you look at Birdman, who is an old, old man with a lot of tattoos on his face, you would think that would have been an indication to the younger generation that the only way you're going to be able to support yourself as a human being with that many face tattoos is to grow to the level of Birdman, and you probably won't. And I believe he waited to start putting tattoos on his face, like in until he made until he made millions. Right yeah. until you're until you're yeah. in a situation where you know you're never gonna have to work again, and you don't give a fuck about what you look like, and can assume from the age of twenty that you won't care what your face looks like when you're fifty. You should probably think twice about face tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was even trying to dive into that conversation, but man, is it stupid. No. And they're not even good tattoos, too. I mean, you got dudes doing, like, retarded hearts at, like, a kindergarten drew, and it's bad. It's just bad tattoos, too. I, I, I don't know, man. It's a, real, it's a real bad look, and it's, you know, as guys who made decisions when we were younger that negatively affected us when we're older, uh, those are decisions that you can overcome, you can persevere. They're not written on your face. But when, yeah. you're, when, when you're 20 years old, you probably shouldn't be allowed to tattoo your face. It's something we should do to protect people, young people at that age from themselves by being like, look, dude, you can't, you can't get a tattoo on your face till you're 40. If you still want yeah. it when you're 40, you can get it. Well, my buddy, my buddy Alex, shout out to Alex. I mean, I'm happy to tag him and nothing listens. You know, people need shout outs to listen. But he told me, like, cats won't even tattoo your face unless you got enough tattoos on your body. And you're like, you've already shown that, like, yo, I'm in this tattoo shit. Like, cats are just waking up. I like, got no body tattoos, but they face, they face, like, sleeve. You got a sleeve on your face. That makes no sense. Yeah, or so. something stupid, like, just, like, a few words or, like, some symbols over your eyebrow. Jesus, dude, I cringe at the thought. I scream the thought out of my head. If, like, what if when I was in high school, I would have got, like, a big broken five-point star tattooed across the left side yeah. of my face or, like, got, like, well, pitchforks tattooed on either side of my nose? Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? You know what's sad is that if the generation... If we live in this generation, how that shit was back in the day. I mean, there's probably cats in the city with that shit on their face. Oh yeah, I don't know. Either. No yeah. doubt. Oh, yeah, send your pictures in because we want to hear. We want to see these. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you're someone who's a big fan of face tattoos, uh, you can hit us up at eight four seven six six five nine two three eight. That's eight four seven six six five nine two three eight. You leave me a message and you tell me why it's on fleek 
to get tattoos on your face <laughs> when you're 20 years old. And, and, and you just made $10,000 from an Instagram ad and you're like, well, that's it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it takes. Ten thousand yeah. Are you uh, are you using a earpiece or something or headphones? Yeah, it is. Yeah, if, no, no, no. If you could just point the microphone towards your mouth, because it sounds like they're spinning around, maybe because you're like oscillating it uh, out just a little bit. Is that better? I'm actually moving my head. So. Yeah, I, yeah. Just try to keep the do. Remember the LL Cool J video with J Lo where he was rapping into that little wire earpiece. <laughs> give, give me some of that. You remember that though? That with that shit was yeah, super yeah, yeah. fly. When you first saw it, that shit was fly as hell. You're like, damn, look at LL rapping into the earpiece. Uh, well, I ain't got no earpiece. I just got headphones, so yeah. I ain't that fancy. But I yeah, try to try to talk into that area of the wire if you can. Otherwise, it's it's fine. Um, Sounds right. good now. Yeah, but no, yeah, the, the face tattoo thing is absurd. I, I definitely didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I didn't real. I also didn't realize I had such strong old man opinions on it. But it seems reasonable. It's not like an old Whoa. man, th- right? But it's also not like an Whoa. old man thing where you're like, I don't get it, and this must be stupid. But face tattoos, it's not like yeah. it's not like wearing a corn shirt, you know. I can uh, I can deny having ever worn a limp biscuit shirt. You can't ever deny having been retarded enough to tattoo like, you know, a like big booties across the middle of your forehead. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. They, they, yeah. Well, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Gucci man. I. You know, I fuck with Gucci man because he has a purpose. His purpose is to talk about money and bitches. But yeah. he has the ice cream cone on his face. He got the ice cream. after he made millions though. He's right. I mean. Yeah. 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 You see Gucci Man with the ice cream cone on, your, on his face, and you go, "That's retarded." But that guy's also done, you know, working for a living if he plays his cards right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can do that kind of stupid shit. So. All the yeah. all the little sound clouds of the world are not all going to become independently wealthy rappers, and there will be some dudes. Pushing fucking dirty dishes into a dishwasher in the back of a restaurant with like I get stacks tattooed on their cheek. Well, he hasn't realized like you can still have SoundCloud and you ain't dropping forty five seconds long songs long enough for an Instagram post with tattoos on your face. You're not hey, you ain't gonna make it in this music industry. Yeah. That's hey, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know I had uh you know I had uh T Flizzy, our buddy from back home, the rapper who's still grinding it out and still one of the few people we came up making music with who's still making music we're listening to. So shout outs to Troy and the entire oh, Troy, yeah, yeah, hippie yeah. gang over I there. I fuck with Troy too. Yeah, yeah and I fuck with Troy too. Yeah. Uh, tough. I fuck with his music tough. And I will say that I asked him about that when he was on the podcast and he was just kind of saying the length of the songs is just sort of the nature of the beast, but I'm not going to lie as far as evolutions are concerned. I like that. I like, I like the two verse song. I don't necessarily think that every song needs three verses and a bridge, you know? Well, as somebody used to write too, it's hard to write three verses for one song. <laughs> oh yeah. If you write, yeah, it's a hard task. Oh, so, I wrote, yeah. I mean, I wrote yeah. reams and reams and reams of papers worth of rhymes. I mean, I, I recorded two or three albums like on my own worth of music and it's, it's pretty arduous. And I think there's something to be said for SoundCloud rappers being able to present themselves to the world with like, here's a minute and a half. 
You know, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is what it sounds like. I, and, and I can appreciate it. I can also appreciate people who feel like they're getting ripped off, but nobody's paying for music anymore either. You know? Yeah. And, it, and it's all about the visual too. Cats need to see something now. The tension spans were short. Yeah. I mean, I, I shout out to Nas because Nas was dropping an album not too long ago. The white label. And that shit was ridiculous. It was, it was super legit. And I listened to every song. It's good. So it's, there's still cats out there, but. You enjoyed you enjoyed the seven Nas tracks that he released recently. It was seven. Yeah, it was seven. But that's seven Nas tracks, which is going to be the equivalent to twenty one of these uh, social media rappers. No, tracks, it's right? a it's it's yeah. it's a box set of Lil Xan seven Nas tracks for sure. Mm. It's a discography yeah. compared to a lot of these other guys. Yeah. I will say though, too, the Nas record almost every track was good. Uh, there were a few real standouts, although I was, as an old person, a little bummed when I got to the end of the album. And I was like, what, did they not stream the entire album? <laughs> well, did you pay for the album? I did not. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, I yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And I think I think that says something. Uh, it says something to that. You know, it's, it's kind of part of the... Um, uh, renaissance of live music now too is that the music is really just to drive ticket sales because you have to give the music away. Yeah, uh, it's different. It's different. Uh, it depends what you're in it for. If you're in it for money, then yeah, you got to do thirsty, crazy shit. If you're in it to make music, then you probably got a nine to five job to go along with that rap yeah. career. Of course, yeah. and you probably can't get your face tattooed. No, no, sir. No. I mean, I'm a server slash bartender, man. If I, I can't get my face tattooed. That would just ruin my career. <laughs> yeah. Is anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, too, and even working in a profession like you work in, you know, uh, if you got a face tattoo, it's possible that you could continue your career, but you wouldn't get the kind of prospects you want. You would end up bartending at like a, uh, you know, a biker bar full of gay yeah, dudes and no. leather or something or some yeah, kind yeah. or some kind of underground fight club. And also you're a guy with a pretty impressive resume. And uh, anyway, if at one point you were like, nah, I'm sick of making drinks. You could go get a job in the private sector, uh, but you wouldn't with tattoos on your face. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but we grew up in the generation where we kind of have a little bit of manners. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where yeah, you understand uh, that you have to, at so you have to at some point, be able to sit in a room with a person and have a conversation and ha and impress them with your knowledge of the world and the way you carry a conversation as opposed to sitting down in a room and you have, I'm a giant dickhead written on your face. Yeah, exactly. Cause pretty much whatever you have on your face, like post Malone got always tired, tattooed under his eyes and it might yeah, as well yeah. say, I'm a huge dickhead. Well, that reminds me of this tattoo that this guy, I know Jimmy, Big Jimmy, he might even listen to this podcast. We'll go and tag him in it anyway. Uh, he got sweet and sour under his nipples. And <laughs> Unless you're interviewing to be in porn, they generally don't ask you to see your nipples at a job interview. <laughs> no, no, but if I was locked down with you and you had sweet and sour in your nipples, man, I would not want to be in that party. <laughs> no, no I, wouldn't, I would definitely disavow any knowledge of who you were as a person. Yes. Indeed. With sweet Indeed. and sour tattooed under your nose. Yeah, but shout out to Jimmy. That was a great tattoo. That is, that's, no, that's, that's super awesome. Well, you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't do it, but I always considered the idea of tattooing down to fuck, like right over the top of my crotch. 
<laughs> if you're honest, though, I mean, because if you get to that point, then they, I mean, it's the messages are loud and clear. So. Right. You've are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. My pants are off. We're already going to do this. You, you just got a joke to go along with it, you know? Yeah. To right. ease your yeah. disappointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big things going on with you, man. I mean, obviously, you divulge as much as you do or don't want, but I know you just had a. I know that baby's coming soon, right? Uh, any day, any day, today, tomorrow, next week. Yeah. Anytime in two weeks. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, in. You're trying in, to get that in order. Yeah, man, you're in the yeah. you're in the you're in the basket there. I know you were saying that you know you had a doctor's appointment today, but yeah, basically you you're not. She's not just pregnant anymore. There's like a small person playing hide and seek inside of your old lady right now. Oh. Just waiting, oh, yeah, to, yeah. waiting to be, waiting to come into the world. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's funny because we went and took a parenting class the other day, which she still gives me shit about that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I can imagine. They, they, <laughs> well, there was there was a question. I, I I'm a curious individual. There was a they, they said there's no more sex without for another six weeks after the baby's born, and I and I said, what about butt stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, look, if they're mature people given a class and they say no more sex to a room full of adults, asking what about butt stuff is pretty reasonable. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, is this going to be a problem? I'm not, I'm not saying no, no shape or form I into the butt stuff, but if it comes down to it, I'd rather do butt stuff than cheat on my girlfriend. Right, so, absolutely. No, and I mean, that yeah, is also yeah, hysterical. Yeah. That's also yeah. a very hysterical way to put it. And, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're not safe to ask what about butt stuff in a relationship class, where do you feel safe saying it? I, I, not with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I mean, I considered being like, well, I'm sure you get into plenty of butt stuff on your own, but I made the quick... I made the quick decision to switch it and just, you know, talk about a safe space. You know, it should be a safe yeah. space for asking a question about butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and how many uh, how many opportunities a day arise where you get to ask a question that ends in butt stuff? <laughs> that, that was where I was at, and I thought it was the appropriate time, like the clap guy. It was like the appropriate time didn't ask my question and i was actually kind of serious and i was and they didn't answer my question right see and people see people were too immature to handle the question you asked and you left there without any additional information i don't know obviously i'm not an expert in these things but i would assume if the butt is undamaged uh game on right i would think so you, i don't know okay anyway so. yeah 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 yeah. That may this well, may Mitchell, you know we've went pretty far on this podcast, but I think that may have been the farthest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and you tend to push the envelope, and we've done it for a long time. But I think that is pretty close to being the farthest. Hey man, this is my last couple of days. If I'm being a father, I got to get all this shit out now. Yeah, yeah. You get that. Well, you get, example. Yeah, you got you get the little grace period where she can't understand what you're saying necessarily, but also that ends before they start talking. You have to know where the sweet spot is there. Bef yeah, you know, yeah. They may not be able to respond to you, but they're registering that you're, uh, you know, being yourself. Well, I was talking, 
I was talking to my friend, and uh, his girlfriend has a daughter who's like 11, and she was like, yeah. She was like, my daughter says, I know what a DP is. And I looked at her, I'm like, what, a, a double penetration? And she's like, she looked at me, and she was like, no, dick pick. And I'm like, either way, that's a, Ooh. that's terrible. Ooh. <laughs> that's terrible. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd take dick pick over double penetration, but still not great. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. You know I don't know if this kid, I... Yeah, anyway, if you want to talk about my porn, but that's the DP is definitely... <laughs> yeah. Uh, if any, anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't know what a DP is, is listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You if got here on that. accident, and now I encourage you to Google it. Google image search that if you're not totally Thank sure you. what that is. And blue waffle. No, don't ever go oh. anywhere near that. <laughs> Never go anywhere near that. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think. I think the last time we did this podcast was like the beginning of the, the beginning of the season when the White Sox were four and zero. Now they're like uh, four and forty eight or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think if it was, uh, I think if it was not for the Orioles, the White Sox would be in serious contention for being the worst team in baseball. At this point, though, I want the White Sox to start succeeding because the Cubs window is only going to be open for so long. Now I need the I I genuinely want the White Sox to start competing so that we could possibly have the dream, you know. Well, well I think yeah, the dream, yeah, that is the dream. The White Sox Cubs that will be the dream. An all Chicago I mean, go, World Series. Go Diamondbacks when it comes down to it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Got to roll somewhere. Hey, go yeah. Diamondbacks. It, they'll be they'll be certainly pumped out there in Arizona uh, if should the Diamondbacks go deep, you know. Well, there's more. There's probably more Cubs fans in in Arizona and Phoenix than there are Diamondbacks fans. What's nothing wrong with that either, man? That should make you feel like you're right at home. No, I don't like that. I like the fact that they got Portillos in Phoenix, but they ain't got yeah, they can't. Yeah, last time I was in Phoenix, they opened that Portillos. They opened a Portillos in I think Scottsdale, and it was like the it was like the day after I left, they opened it. Um, yeah, they got they got two now. It's legit. Port- uh, oh I've no! Been, I, yeah, but as far as not being in Chicago to get Portillos out here, it's good. No, it's huge that you can get Portillos yeah. where you're at. No, I would yeah. I would go down on several dead cops to get a Portillos anywhere near me where I'm at now. Yeah. There was one legit Vienna beef spot ran by an old Greek dude from Cicero in north suburban Atlanta. It was called Guido's Hot Dogs. And uh, <laughs> eventually, eventually he sold it to some local guy who ran it for like another year and then it shut down, which was pretty disappointing because any time I was going through there, it was a stop off for me. Their jardinieres were too hot, but other than that, everything was legit. Yeah, no, Chicago, uh, Phoenix is almost like Chicago in the desert. I mean, there's like a big Chicago population out there. I mean, the Bears are coming out here this year, too. Liz, Brandon's coming to the game, or he better. The Cubs are playing come out the same week, so if you want to come out here any week. Man, that would be nuts. September 23rd is the Bears, and that following weekend is the Cubs against the Diamondbacks. Go Diamondbacks. But, you said September 23rd? Yes, sir. And then you said go Cubs? I said go Diamondbacks. But anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I did write it down, though. I am going to look into that. That would be an epic trip. You're going to have a brand new tiny baby then, though, man. You think you're going to get the kitchen pass? Uh, that is the only pass I have. 
That's, it's already in the so, books. It's, it's already <laughs> in the books, and that's yeah. it. That's all I got. I got nothing else in me, and that's fine. But I, that's all I got. No, so. it's an exciting time, man. You're gonna do great. Wait, you'll see. Little girls are awesome. You're if like it, yeah, re- it really does. Like you know, I don't get like too mushy on here, but they really do give you like a sense of existence. You know, and the way the way they look up to you, like the way they make you feel so important, you really you'll really feel that sense of responsibility. It'll happen naturally for you. It'll be, you know, even if you're like, I'm not sure how I'm going to like as soon as she's born and you look at her, you're like the you'll understand your purpose, like your place in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. It'll It'll be a nice new fun adventure. Yeah, no, it's big. It's a big chapter, and I think you're going to do fine, sir, and I'm certainly ready for you. Um, but speaking of Greek guys, actually, this was weird. I'm not really even sure how this came up in my notes, but when I was home, um, when I was back in Chicago over the 4th of July holiday, I can't remember who I was speaking to. I was at a, I was at a sushi place in downtown Evanston across the street from the Fishbowl, if I remembered the name of it, on Dempsey. The fish, is the Fishbowl still open? Oh, dude, the Fishbowl is still there. I took my daughter in there. It's Good still old that. and funky and smells Good. like milk moldy that. water. Yeah, no, they're still Good there. But there was, a, there was a sushi place across the way, and I was talking to somebody in there uh, about Greek food because I guess they were saying they were going to Crossroads later because, you know, that's just down Chicago Ave there. That's a spot. Yeah, yeah. that's a spot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they were saying they live in Wilmette and for, you know, in Wilmette, you can't get Saganaki uh, because the Wilmette fire code actually has a, uh, really? yeah, in the, really? in the Wilmette fire code, it has a specific designation that you cannot have any flaming food. So, and I was talking to that person. I remember being like, so that means no bananas, foster, no, whatever flambe, you know, you can't light anything on fire in a restaurant in Wilmette. So no Saganaki. You're that close to Chicago where Saganaki was invented. And you can't oh, have yeah, it. yeah. And you can't have yeah, it. And, that, and as somebody who's half Greek, that every time I go to a traditional Greek restaurant, there's, I mean, that's like coming, once again, it's like coming to Arizona and I get a cheese crisp. That is, every, that is everything. That's just fire. No, it's... Shout out to, shout out to Greek Island because that's the spot right there in Greek town. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, now I want a Euro and some Saganaki. But anyway, but it was funny, though, thinking about all of that, like where you can't have any flaming dishes and it makes you wonder, like, what sort of like specific insurance policy or specific fireman was like, look, people are lighting themselves on fire at the dinner table all the time around here. Like as if there was some sort what? of epidemic of flaming people running out the doors of Greek restaurants. As, as somebody who serves tables. I would hate to work somewhere where I'm like, oh, you guys fire shit? No, thank you. I'm out of here. <laughs> no. no, I ain't doing that for you. That sounds terrible. Yeah. The risk is just so high. And then, you know, somebody yeah. walks by and bumps you and you face go, your face goes into a pan of flaming hot cheese. Yeah. Or, yep. or like flaming hot caramelized bananas or something. Yeah, it would be atrocious. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. And I like to be at the table seated in, in as little danger of being lit on fire during exactly. dinner as possible. Exactly. I am definitely with that. Yeah. You got to have that saga. Um, well, we're at, well, we got, oh, we got a couple of things. So if there's anybody listening, I asked you earlier, but if we can get 10 people, 50 bucks, 
I'll start a pool if we can get a fantasy football league going, but I ain't going to waste my time. That's just 50 you bucks. want 10 people in at 50 bucks each. Yeah, that's why I said 10, because I know we don't have 12 friends that can afford it. I don't don't think you're going to have a hard time extracting $50, especially considering the fact that we already play in a league pretty much every year that is a a weird mishmash of people from all over the world uh, all playing together. We've all been playing for many years together, and we all know each other, and if we don't know each other, we know the people we know each other through, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. I'm not putting 50 bucks on that. I don't know. You're not going to put 50 bucks? You find some wow. kind of, you find a third party arbitrator to protect my $50. Well, you can do the leagues on like Yahoo or ESPN where you have to, you can't get in the league until you fill it up with 10 people who paid a 50 bucks. Okay. Well, I'll set that up. Yeah, Yahoo, yeah, yeah, I, I'll could, set that up. I yeah. could, I could, I could see myself getting involved. That's high stakes too. That puts some skin in the game. That makes you check your team. Although the statistical odds of getting your money back are pretty slim. No, there's leagues that you set it up that you put you, everybody has to pay fifty bucks if, if you don't get ten people to put their money in. There's no league you get your money back. Okay. That's, you know, like yeah, I'll set it up. Look, look, have people link them to your website. Tell them to send emails to your website or send them yeah. to me. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's, I don't. I don't have a address. N W R I G H T eighty five at outlook.com. Right. But I'll get a lead down. <laughs> well, we'll uh I mean we'll we'll coordinate it. If anybody's interested who's a listener to this podcast and playing in what sounds like it's going to be an extremely high stakes fantasy football league, you can uh send me a message on Twitter at one underscore gram underscore army or at F L E A S K I I I I I on Twitter is Flea's handle or find me on Facebook. Or yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know me and know how to get a hold of me. So just do that. And if you don't know how to get a hold of me and you want to talk some shit and you think that you can get down in a $50 a man fantasy football league, you hit me up at 847-665-9238 and plead your case. Um, we have what I would say is probably about five minutes left. We've done 25 minutes. Um, one more prediction. One more, one more thing. Okay. Hey, the Bears, the Bears are going to the playoffs this year. We're going to be 9-7. and seven. We're going to the wild cards. We're going to smash the Eagles in the wild card. And we're going to probably play against the Packers. I won't say no more after that, but that's my prediction. You know, this year, this year is a year. I, you make bold predictions about the Bears every year, and I love it as a Bears fan. Uh, I gen, it's hard for me to get that excited, but I do genuinely believe this year, if this Bears team is properly managed and executes and isn't riddled with injuries, they have a pretty good shot at the postseason, or at least just putting together a season worth watching. You know, they're gonna yeah. give us something to hold on to here. Yeah, yeah, that's my prediction. So I want to replay this uh, at four weeks. It's gonna be Green Bay week one. Anyways, you guys, you do power rankings on this show still, or are you done? Uh, no, you know, I don't do the power rankings, but it's just because I haven't recorded a new, uh, a new bump for the new podcast for the power rankings, but I'll get back to it eventually. I did though, before we leave, want to ask you if you read this story about these 40,000 year old worms. Have you heard about this? I saw that you posted it in a uh, Siberia or some shit. Yes. I saw the post. Yeah, so these scientists in Siberia took these core samples from the permafrost, you know, which is ice that's been frozen for thousands and thousands of years, um, and they found these 
complex multi-celled organisms, you know, like worms frozen in the permafrost. And when they thawed them out in a laboratory, two of them came back to life and are apparently moving now and eating, like consuming the little cellular food around them. They're called roundworms. And it's pretty impressive, obviously, that we now live on the planet with things that are 40,000 years old, technically. Because, I mean, they came into existence and then were frozen and now are alive and it's 2018. So that's pretty crazy. But also... Those are global warming, the thumb bitch, because that's why they're frozen now. Yeah, no, they should have stayed there. Now, I will say these came from core samples, but it definitely is a uh, is one of the many terrifying aspects of global warming is the possibility that hidden in this permafrost are diseases and germs and bacterias for which we a either never had an immunity or b haven't had the need for an immunity for for 50 60 70 thousand years that could be defrosted and spread and it you, you know the a pandemic could potentially start with a germ that was frozen in a block of ice a hundred thousand years ago well first i think wait a minute it might be right before i'm about to introduce a child into the, world. <laughs> <laughs> the world will be happy to oblige you with any horrifying things that you will stay up at night worrying about for your kid that's really crazy, but I think that's modern, modern medicine. I mean, I, I, luckily enough, it starts in Russia, and it's all the way up there. Uh, no, I got no beef with Russians. I don't have no beef with nobody. Um, but I don't know. That's crazy. It's, either way, it's a big, it's a big breakthrough through for science. I imagine it's a bit discover something like that. So hopefully, you can learn based off that and learn some more about the history of Earth. Yeah, well, and you know, maybe it may have implications for you know cryobiology, treating illnesses, understanding how life can survive yeah. in extreme temperatures. But really, the the thing that I don't think most people talk about, and the thing that scared me about this particular news story was that it's possible that also it makes you think about it. That potentially global, and it's one of the it's one of the stories about global warming that gets the least amount of coverage, but it also seems equally likely as any other horrible thing is that something will thaw out in the permafrost at some point. Well, I mean, and it could fraud, you know, this disease could be trapped in ice anywhere, thaw out, and end up in drinking water, you know, end up yeah, in food, end up in runoff think, into food. Think about AIDS, but there was no AIDS. 70 years ago, for some reason. Well, I don't know if there was. It wasn't discovered until the 80s. So, hey, man, that's a constant. It's a constant. Yeah. Stay no, there's... Of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well I, think, well, I think we'll end with that message. Take care of yourself. Um, I certainly appreciate you taking time for this, sir. We'll start doing them more frequently again. And next time, next time we'll do some video. I just found myself with... A little extra free time today, and I felt like doing it over the phone would be quicker and easier, and then no one has to look at my stupid face. Yeah, I need to hear it. Yeah. It's unfair doing podcasts next to such a handsome gentleman, sir. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry. I know. You do, got that, you, got, you do got that Gordon Hayward haircut. You know, you push it aside. I don't know where you got it from, but you do have it. No. I've changed. I've changed hairstyles recently. It's not any less gay, but it's better. You look better. like a young, you look like a young Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, all right, sir. Yes, and uh, young Benjamin Franklin uh, signing out. Thank you to Fleeski and uh, everybody. Stay Get on tuned. That fantasy football. Yeah, that yeah. Fantasy hit, football. hit us up about that fantasy football. And don't forget about the hotline eight four seven six six five nine two three eight. We're gone. Welcome. One gram. One gram. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast. Welcome. One gram. Welcome. One one gram. Welcome. One gram. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast.